It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. All right, coming to you from our studios here in downtown Summerlin at City National Arena. Great to have you with us. Also on all of our uh, social media situations, Twitter, Twitch, the YouTube, and the Facebook. Two play-by-play guys in the same room. What a, what a dream this is, or some would say a nightmare. Dave Gosher, Dan Duva. Glad you could join us here on this Monday. What do we got for a date today, Dan? The 4th of April. Time's just flying by. Um, we got back late last night, relatively late last night, from Vancouver slash Seattle, over the border, and back to Vegas. I, You know what I love the most about getting off the plane? A, we are back in Vegas, and B, the warmth, even at a late hour. I think it was 67 degrees. Got off the airplane, and, and I forget who I was talking to because it was really late, so I, I, I apologize. It could have been you for Probably. all I remember, Dave, but, yep. but <laughs> turned to somebody I said, I could get used to this. <laughs> no rain. Of course, That's we right. just had, you know, 36 hours of straight rain between uh, Seattle yeah. and Vancouver, and, uh, yeah, no, it was – was nice to be back. Yeah. And now they'll be back for a couple of games. I was saying that after on TV last night that their schedule has kind of it's lightened up finally, right? Yeah. A little bit, a little breather. Game Wednesday, then not another game till Saturday, then right back to Canada. But for uh, you know a stretch there with what was it, 16 games in 31 days in March, it, it's at least for us a little breather before they get back into the teeth of it again. Yeah. So it's Wednesday against Vancouver. Then they don't play again until Saturday against Arizona. Then they don't play again until Tuesday in Vancouver, and then it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So at least those three games on the road, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, there's one day in between. But the next few games here, there's two days in between. I don't remember the last time there was that sort of rhythm with as much time in between games. It's better than having, you know, five days in between games than playing back-to-back, which we saw saw in February. This is, you know, Dave, you can see it a little bit with some of the teams the Knights have gone up against recently perhaps seattle there's that exhaustion that creeps in teams playing well playing well and then all of a sudden it it just breaks and it's impossible to gauge that one team to the next or one player to the next for that matter but you wonder if a couple of extra days in here might allow the knights to get over the hump just based on the way that they played against vancouver last night the start versus the rest they looked like when the third period clicked in last night, especially they gave up the early goal, right, to Miller, that they were taking on some water and hung in there. You know, they were able to hang in there. We were joking after the game, and I'm sure you guys, you and Darren Elliott mentioned it on the air at the time. So the, the Canucks come back, they tie the game. And then you think the clock's going to run out, and all of a sudden Tyler Myers is wide open in front of the net. Oof. And no offense to Tyler Myers, but, he, you know, has one goal all year, hasn't scored in 17 games. If that's – Garland, Besser, a high-end skilled guy, especially a right shot in that position, they lose that game potentially in regulation and get nothing out of it after going into the third period up to nothing. So every once in a while, it's good. It's nice to have a little good fortune on your side. But they were that close to leaving that building with absolutely no points out of it. You got a feeling that the good fortune was not on their side when Vegas gets charged with an own goal. Yeah. When's the last time you saw an own goal? I don't know. Face-off. Horvat takes it, so he gets credit for the goal, but he doesn't win the face-off. The puck comes back Carlson towards the it. net. <laughs> right, towards the net. <laughs> Alec Martinez reaches in. He's trying to tap it away from the net mouth so it doesn't go to a, a Canuck in front. Tips it right through Leonard's legs. Uh, it's a heck of a tip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you have to feel like Martinez was just, you know, we had him, we shot him on the bench. He's just like, oh, it, just it's, can't oh believe my it. goodness, you know. But to their credit, uh, able to pull it out. We uh, we were leaving. You probably were still doing some radio duty. Shane and I walked by the locker room after the game last night to get to the bus, and it just so happened Jonathan Marcheseau was was grabbing some post game food in the hallway, and uh, we said, "Have we have we something?" We joked around. Have they caught the sniper yet? That 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 caught you in overtime, <laughs> and he said, "How about that?" I went from zero to hero in about <laughs> less than ten seconds. Falls down along the wall, gets up, but to his credit, wins the battle. Leads them up the ice, and then Jay Theodore takes it from there. Yeah, Jay with game-winning goals yeah. in three straight. Uh, we had Will Carlson on the radio post-game show, and I asked Will, "What did, what did you see on the game-winning goal? How that happened?" And he said, "Well, I saw Marshy fall over. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the ice. And we we laughed, and and then he joked also that uh, you know tried to go up ice as quick as we could, and Jay Theodore was a little faster than me, yeah. and so he got the goal." But he drew all the attention coming down the slide. Yeah, first Golden Knights defenseman ever to score in three consecutive games, right? Shea Theodore, and to your point, you know, not uh, not nothing goals, game winners oh in gosh. all three, right? And and uh, you know the the game in Vancouver, the the second game. I mean, you know, it's ends up five to two, but there's a couple empty netters in there. If you just if you didn't listen or watch the game, you think, well, it was like, you know, a lot closer. It turned out to be a lot closer than it probably would have been anyway. So. Um, he looks like a different guy, and we talked with, uh, I believe Ryan McGill maybe about this in, in Seattle, um, since Braden McNabb came back. And just that that comfortability, is that the word, Com- comfortability? Of them being, uh, close enough. I know what you meant. <laughs> of them being back together. There's a comfort factor, There's a Dave. comfort level, thank you. I knew you could say it much better <laughs> than me, of, of having McNabb back there and just, you know, Theodore kind of can do his thing offensively and he knows he's got that security blanket with McNabb back there. And the familiarity as well and that he's not pressed into service in situations where he would not ideally play. In other words, in a perfect world, Shea Theodore is not on the penalty kill. But with Martinez and McNabb and Haig unavailable, I mean, Shea has been a regular on the penalty kill because they've they've had to. It's... You know, the physical side of it, it's the mental side of it. You can just zero in on the stuff that you're supposed to be doing. You know, you get the right matchups. Just the number of things that fall into place. To say nothing of the actual contributions that McNabb and Martinez have made since coming back to the lineup. And that doesn't even include the emotional boost. And Martinez and his leadership, he's the oldest guy in the room now. And, you know, Jack Eichel and others have intimated Alex's presence right after the 3 nothing first and second period against Chicago, Martinez words to spark the comeback. But, yeah, it seems like all of those things lead to, plus the fact that Shea is going back to the city where he played in the WHL for four years, then his home province of British Columbia. It was a homecoming for Shea Theodore. Knights hadn't been in that part of the country in uh, in a couple of years. So everything lined up for Shea Theodore, the return of those guys, the homecoming of sorts, and, boy, it, it is it has been needed for the Knights. Needed points, you know, we mentioned last night when they got to overtime, they, they got to 81 points. They desperately needed to get to 82. You know, you're taking on these teams, Dan, and I, I think I've kind of learned over the last stretch of time where the, you know, the Golden Knights are with their lineup right now and still with eight regulars out, right, with six forwards, a defenseman, and a goaltender. you get got Reddy, Smith, Stone, Howden, Patrick, Carrier. All in one breath. All in one breath. And then on the back end, Nick Haig and Lauren Brossois. Uh, in net. So still eight regulars out. They did get Keegan.
back last night. Keegan was unable to go in the second game in Seattle. Point being that to a degree, regardless of who they're playing, like Seattle's done, right? They, they're they not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, Vancouver, if they had any hope, was going to have to sweep the three games they had with Vegas. That's done. Um, but where their lineup is right now, the opponent almost doesn't matter. It's can they get it all together? Can they get some semblance of it together? And just you think about on the you know the last well week plus alone. To your point, Martinez coming back against the Hawks. You got McNabb back the other night. Then you get Robin Leonard back last night. So you know you you try to be an optimist. Can they can they cobble together some sense of what they thought they were going to have? I guess we'll find out here over the next uh, what twenty four days, twenty five days, anyways. I have often thought in recent days about what Paul Maurice said about the Golden Knights in the fall of 2017, in that with Marc-Andre Fleury getting injured in the fourth game of the season against Detroit, what they did in the next two months while Fleury was out, the team had to figure out how to play without leaning on their goaltender. And I wonder if this group that has been here for the last you know couple of months, and I'm, I'm taking out the fall, I'm just talking about since the All-Star break, because it's a different group <laughs> yeah, <laughs> than we is. saw in the fall. The, just the, the, the group that has been here in the lineup regularly since the All-Star break and figuring it out, if perhaps that they have figured something out, how to not lean on certain aspects of the game so that when significant pieces do return, the team is that much better off for it. Hey, maybe it's enough. Maybe yeah. it's not. They've won five straight, which equals their longest winning streak of the season. They're going to need to either extend this streak or, if it ends, start another one real quick. It is going to take that kind of an effort here and maybe a couple of reinforcements. Whole Calvary, just a couple of reinforcements have arrived just in the nick of time. They're what, they're what uh, 10 to go now? 11 to go? 11 to 11 go. To go. Uh, they're at 82 points. You know, you, you always you play this game every year. How many points is it going to take <laughs> to get in? Uh, I'll tell you what, this year – it might take 96 to get in, right? They're, so with 11 to go, if they won seven, that gets – if they go seven and four down the stretch, that gets them to 96, right? Right now, the Golden Knights are in the second wild card spot. They're tied with Nashville, but, you know, you, you get a look at the games played, right? Nashville's got three in hand. Dallas Stars lost last night, so the Golden Knights got a little help there. They're at 81, a point back, but three games in hand. Um, Edmonton Oilers don't seem like they're going to slow down anytime soon. They win last night. Leon Dreisaitl gets the 50 goals. Um, you know, they've opened up a three-point cushion on the Golden Knights, but only with one game in hand. So I've often wondered, Dan, as we, you know, and, and I know Pete DeBoer has said this, look, we focus on trying to win tonight, and then we'll focus on trying to win the next game. Like they, they can't, and I, I think for them, what's the use of looking at the big picture? It can be too, you know, maybe overwhelming. Doesn't mean we can't look at it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, and we will. And we will. I just look at this the three game trip, not this week, but next, back to Canada. Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. And then that three game trip to end the season. Dallas. That Dallas game to me just jumps off the page of would it come down to that? Mm-hmm. Chicago's out of it, obviously. The Blues. It could be the Blues, too. It I mean, could the be last the game of the game. season, you know, it's conceivable that that game could be win or go home yeah. the Knights or the Blues either one you just got to hope they get to that right right you know yes. the, the games played thing um could potentially be the issue they played the Golden Knights and the Kings have played the most games in the league right at 71 
um, going into you know tonight's games. Um, but you know, to their credit, they had no choice, and they, they've left themselves no no margin for error. I mean, it was almost it was almost imperative they get six points out of this trip against teams that are going to miss the playoffs, and, and you know, expansion team in Seattle, and then and then Vancouver. That's why last night where they. Yeah. And it almost fell apart late in regulation. I was like, oh, oh, heavens, what's happening? Right. And, and when we had gone back through the March schedule and you looked at that five-game trip, you think, okay, well, you know, three, maybe four of these are, are, are you know, not, you know, for sure wins, but you could put a couple of points in the bank for it, and they, they went over. They had chance to get ten points, got none. So these games become a greater imperative, as you said. I thought about the Kings – when they came to Vegas, and the Knights pretty much had their way with Los Angeles, and the Kings were banged up, and I thought that that loss against Vegas was going to be the rug out from under their feet, and then they were going to start to fall off. Really have not. No. Now, as you mentioned, games played, they're right there with Vegas, and only four points ahead. They're playing Calgary tonight. Like, like, I wonder if the Kings, like, we're looking at the teams that are just one or two points ahead of the Golden Knights. The Kings right now are four ahead. But can the Kings maintain this yeah. without the people that they have? Again, it's, you know, four points. Like, if you were to take all the teams out of it and just say that uh, Edmonton was out of it or securing a spot in the wild card stuff, it, w- it was just Los Angeles and Vegas. You would say, hey, the Knights have a shot to overtake the Kings. If it were only those teams, we're kind of putting the Kings aside because there are other teams in between. I'm interested to see how the Kings go down the stretch here. Like I said, they play Calgary today, and uh, I'm going to be watching that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, you know, you mentioned how banged up they are, Dan, and I'm just kind of looking here uh, at a most recent list of their injuries. And, you know, uh, the Golden Knights would say, cry me a river. We've dealt with this all year. But (laughs) Drew Doughty. Um, Sean Walker's done for the year. Dustin Brown, Brendan Lemieux, Andreas Athanasiu, Matt Roy, Mikey Anderson. So Anderson and Dowdy, their top D pair, Blake Lazat. So like the Golden Knights, eight players out of their lineup. Now you can look, the Golden Knights have their three of their top six out in Stone, Pacioretty, and Smith. I get that. Nick Haig's been, uh, you know, one of their uh, mainstays on the back end this year. Um, so you can, if you want to go through, well, who's more valid? I'm just saying that, each team has eight guys out of the lineup yeah. right now yeah. in the final three weeks of the season. And I, I, to your point, Dan, I thought, you know, can they hang in there? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, the other point before we go to break is, you know, the Golden Knights have beaten here. Back to the, you know, well, they beat. They lost to these teams that are out of the play. They've beaten some good teams here lately. Yeah. Right? They beat Florida. The Kings are a good team. Good win over Nashville. Yeah, with, again, with guys – you know, hurt, come back, lose a guy. It's um, it, the fact they're they're hanging around and where they're at right now. This could have gone down the drain a long time oh, ago. Yeah. And it oh yeah. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. and, it, and it looked like it was. It looked yeah. like the the toilet bowl was spinning yeah. there, but spinning but it, in the wrong direction. But, but they managed to to figure it out and just in the nick of time. And then from game to game, you know, the 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 different factors of players coming back or the emotional boost that happens from. Like just a, a you know fortunate bounce in a game that turns everything around, or you know we're we're thinking that second intermission against Chicago, this is it. Yeah. This this is you know this is going to be the demise right here that they could not find a way to have a better performance, not just fail to win, but not have a better showing against the Blackhawks in that game. And what do you know? Yeah. What do you know? Next thing you know, 
Just keep it, keep it, uh, keep it tuned in on the radio. You heard overtime <laughs> That's go right. from. If if you left the game early and tuned in yeah. on the radio on the way home, we, we did our best. You were doing trying to make a U-turn in your Whoa, car. Geez. What am I missing here? Well, can't leave early. No, Dave Gosher, Dan Duva, great to have all of you with us here at nighttime at noon on a Monday. The Golden Knights coming off sweeping the three-game road trip through Seattle and Vancouver. Quick reminder for you that the Craggy Range is the perfect place to enjoy a pregame or postgame meal or come to watch your nights on one of Craggy Range's big screen TVs or the huge outdoor LED screen. Enjoy your favorite craft beer, wine, bourbon, or all kinds of cocktails while you catch all the action. You can find a full menu for the whole family plus a full bar with 16 beers on tap. Craggy Range at the Dollar Loan Center and even features an extended patio as well. So check it out, the Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill. It's open daily. No ticket required. Dave and Dan with you on Nighttime at Noon. Lots more to come. We're going um, to get into who did it better. The overtime goal last night <laughs> in Vancouver. I don't remember what I said. I don't either. Somebody asked me after the game. I said, all that, all that crap happens too fast. He scored. Time. I don't know. He scored. <laughs> they won the game. Yeah. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to get into that next. Uh, us two yapping away in overtime last night. That's after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Great to have you with us here from our downtown Summerlin Studios at City National Arena. Make sure to stop by CNA, located right here in the heart of downtown Summerlin. Bring the family to learn to skate like the pros at the official practice rink and facility of your Vegas Golden Knights. For hours and programming, visit citynationalarena.com. Dave Gosher, Dan Duva, delighted to have you with us here as the Golden Knights. They're enjoying one of their best runs of the season. They have won five in a row. Of course, they, they went on that, you know, their their best month to this point was December when they ripped off five straight. Um, that was uh, part of a, a big road trip, too, for them, Dan. Well, they, they swept that trip, Boston, New Jersey, the Rangers, and the Islanders. A little shorter trip this time around, but they sweep the three on the road here through Seattle and Vancouver. You know, they, they had that stretch. They had lost seven in a row. On, well, let me back up. They had been on a real good run on the road, you know, before that trip uh, east back last month. Then they lose all five in regulation, and then they lost a couple more in, in Winnipeg and Minnesota. So they carry a seven-game losing streak into this most recent road trip, and, well, they decided it's time to take care of that, which they did, <laughs> winning three in a row. So. Yeah, well, it, 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 it's – I always wonder about the splits, you know, the home-road splits. Yeah. Whereas it, at some point this year you're wondering, how come the Knights are playing so much better on the road than they are at home? Home record, not nearly as good as it had been in previous seasons. And now if you looked at only the last – few weeks you'd think oh wow the knights is a home team their home record is 20 13 and 3 and now the road record is 19 15 and 1 so their home record is now uh, better even after going 3 and 0 on the road five in a row they've won at home and six of seven now right going into these next two the canucks again on wednesday and then arizona on saturday so hopefully you know, they can continue to put points in the bank here, um, a fight to the finish to get in the playoffs for the Golden Knights. Much different than what we've been used to in the short history of this franchise. This this has not been an issue. It's been where they're going. It, not a question of if they're going to make it, but where they're going to finish, what's the matchup going to be in the first round. This is something altogether different. Yeah, a couple of years ago, remember that the Knights were kind of a, a good team, but in terms of playoff standing, they weren't in a position to move up 
but they were also so far ahead of the pack that they really had no risk of falling out of it. They were just stuck. <laughs> yeah. And so the last few weeks of the season were, I don't want to just say on cruise control, but it just didn't feel like a hunt. At least in that first year, there was some um, interest in winning the division. You know, So that was, uh, they were clearly going to make the playoffs, but you wanted to have a top spot, and they did have home ice advantage against Los Angeles and San Jose. That turned out to be instrumental that first year. So this is different. The, the playoff hunts have a different feel when you're wire to wire. The more drama, Dave. And I think, too, Dan, you know, you, you, the point about, you know, the years where they just kind of they, they were stuck, right? They didn't they weren't in a stuck in a good way. But sometimes that can be not the best scenario, right? You do kind of there is a level of comfort. You know, Pete DeBoer made this point, I think, last week. There's there are teams every year that are playing playoff hockey for a month before the playoffs get here. Just to get into the playoffs, you know, we've seen in times past the L.A. Kings, their two cup years, right? They were sixth and eighth in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, now, look, it, it, it's interesting to note, Tampa Bay's won back ups. They did not win the division either year. No. The year they, they ran the away with everything. Trophy. <laughs> they were out in four straight. That did not turn out well. So, yeah, I just. You uh, can probably find yeah. enough examples both ways. Yep. And I, I do wonder how it affects different teams different ways, different players different ways. And we've thought about this not just as the Golden Knights as a team, but also individual players. And we thought about it also with like Nikita Kucherov with Tampa Bay. You miss so much time. Okay, you get him back for the playoffs. And the Knights are hopeful that they can get some players back here, whether down the stretch or, fingers crossed, postseason. Just because they're back, does that mean that they can be themselves? Right. And we've talked about Jack Eichel trying to find his way back in and, now, it's a different story with Jack, had the, the surgery and had missed about a year. You just don't know which guy is going to be able to find his game and make an, a, a meaningful contribution in these, uh, you know, condensed moments of down the stretch, 11 games to go, or perhaps a best out of seven series. Kucherov uh, handled it okay. <laughs> Led the league in yeah. playoff scoring for the second year in a row, but, yeah, yeah he, he was just fine with it. All right. So here's let's set the scene. Last night, Golden Knights are in Vancouver. They've got a two nothing lead. Turns into a two two game. Almost lost it in the last second of regulation. So it goes to overtime. So what we're gonna do here is you know this is and overtime started inauspiciously. Yes, too. that didn't look very good. No, Horvat goes in. Theodore loses the puck. Oh. To his credit, gets back. He did, yes, so great recovery. A Leonard makes them. a great save. Yes, too. so they get out of that little pickle. And uh, overtime continues. It wasn't – double-check my uh, detailed notes here, Dan. Just about two minutes into overtime where uh, the Golden Knights end up uh, winning the game. But So we're going to play Dan's call. You heard, of course, uh, right here last night on, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And then uh, my yapping away along with uh, – uh, what's his name there? Shane on the TV side. <laughs> the so, sheriff. So the sheriff. But uh, so just kind of – the play by you know want to hear more, more of ourselves talking. <laughs> Here's what it sounded like last night. Here's Dan first on the overtime winner. It's a three on one. Marcheseau with Carlson and Theodore. Marcheseau to the middle. Theodore scores. Vegas in overtime. Shea Theodore wins it for Vegas. An appropriate hero in Vancouver. The Knights defeat the Canucks three to two. Three goals in three games for Shea Theodore. He wins it for the Knights. They've won five in a row. 
Well, I tell you, I didn't screw it up. No, that was terrific. Appropriate hero worked in the five game winning streak. All that stuff. You might have heard at the beginning of the call, if we had dialed it back just a few seconds, was Marcia so falling over in his own zone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think if you play the the schmuck here that does the TV, the other guy, I think you're going to hear that uh, something happened to Marcia. So right before he led them up the ice, here's here's AT&T Sportsnet with their two guys. Marcheseau feeds it back for Carlson. Marcheseau hit the deck, and the puck comes to him, regains his feet, able to win the battle and start it out. Carlson, Marcheseau, Theodore, Marcheseau walking in, out of Theodore, and he scores! Shay Theodore, the overtime winner, goals in three straight for Theodore, and the Golden Knights sweep the road trip. Here's Marcheseau, let's go back to the defensive end. Watch him, he falls on one on the wall. Battle on the wall, he's going to go down again, wins the battle, and now he's off to the races. And he's going to feed this over to Theodore, kind of has it, and on the second attempt, he can't get a shot away initially, but stays with it and puts it past Demko. And Shea Theodore's 11th of the season. Three game-winning goals for Shea Theodore. And the goal tonight, massive two points. Shea Theodore, his sixth career over. So there you go. And before they cut it, the fifth he's had with Vegas. Right, five right? with Vegas, yeah. So, yeah, that's what it sounded like. Not I, bad, Dave. Yeah, it's all right. I, in real time, I never really know. And I always have to go back yeah. and listen to it. People ask. I, I, I don't you know. know. You get on the bus or somebody asks you, I have no nope. idea what I saw. I, saw, nope. I, I said what I saw. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's the all. essence of the job. That's all. We got all these these papers and yeah. all these notes. I mean, you can see on, in right. front of Dave if you're watching the video yeah. stream, too. All sorts we got of all junk. these papers, and, and, you know, you throw it all out the window. If you just say he shoots, he shoots. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, there you go. So that was uh, right. not bad. It wasn't bad. But, I don't know, a couple of guys just yapping away. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. You know, you always, because your fear is on those, you screw it up, and then you got to live with it. Oh, and then, no. and I, I'm sure I've done that, but yeah. it's uh, you'd rather avoid it if you can. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, last night. yeah, yeah. The the uh, <laughs> the commentary, as we mentioned a moment ago, from from Will Carlson in the post game interview to see Jonathan fall over, and I said to Darren Elliott on the radio, when Jonathan goes down and he tries to get back up, I thought he was first going to try to turn in more of a protective posture toward the corner in his own zone to make sure that nobody for Vancouver would have a chance to try to bring it towards Robin Leonard. And he faked out everybody and then turned up ice. And then all of a sudden, you look, there's a ton of open ice. Yeah. Oh, there's two more guys. Oh, this is a three-on-one. Uh, yeah. Well, Marciusso had chipped it kind of back to Carlson, and I forget who it was for the Canucks. It's kind of right where yeah. Carlson is. So Carlson tried to give the puck back to yeah. him, and Marciusso fell down. <laughs> but managed to get up and, and, Shea and make showing a off the of speed. Play. You know, there, was, yeah. there were a couple of, you know, Shea overall had a terrific series. Uh, the three games on the road. Obviously, played in Seattle, WHL for four years. He's from British Columbia. His family was in attendance for the games. There were a couple of moments in that game, in particular the last one, where you know maybe just a, there was a breakout pass that wasn't on target, or as we said, start overtime. Horvat, you know, picks his pocket a little bit, and even with those little things, Shea finds a way to push through. And, you know, steals the show. I mean, there were some very important players on the road trip. But clearly, you know, what Shea does, and he'd gone a while since scoring a goal. Yeah. And then he gets not just one, not two, but three in a row all-game winners. I mean, what, what a story for, for him. And that's the kind of guy that you want to step up at this time of the year. You can't make it up. You know, back to 
Vancouver, back to where he played in Seattle in the West. And, yeah, just couldn't couldn't have worked out better for him and the team, right, at a time when they really needed it. And we've asked guys about – I asked Will Carlson on the postgame show, you know, where is this team right now with 11 games to go? And he says, uh, you know, I, I think we're finding our confidence. And, you know, Will's another one who hasn't had the sort of um, – you know, he's, he does so many great things. We know that. But the production, you know, he's got 10 goals. That's far shy of the 43 he had in the inaugural season. You're not going to expect that every year, but you get the idea. You know, for, for guys who maybe haven't had great runs or a, a great overall season, to find that little bit of confidence right now, what kind of a difference that can make, whether it's a young guy, whether it's a veteran guy, or somewhere in between, it's hard to uh, to put a price tag on the value of confidence. Well, the Golden Knights, a huge road trip, winning all three to uh, certainly keep themselves right in the heart of the playoff race in the West. The VGK right now at 82 points, tied for that second wild card spot, one up on Dallas. Of course, the Stars have three games at hand, but fell in Seattle uh, last night. So Dave Gosher, Dan Duva with you on nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas, also all, all of our social media sites as well. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll kind of take a little deeper look into what the uh, Golden Knights have left on their schedule. We're going to hear from head coach Pete DeBoer, his comments after the game last night, and you know, get into it in a little more depth too, Dan, that Robin Leonard last night, good when he needed to be, really good at times in that game. 26 days in between yeah. starts. Third time on the shelf this year, right, coming back and that when they when they need to you know, and need to have everyone on board to try to push for the playoffs. But lots more to come after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We we need every win we can get, and uh, you know guys are rallying. They're digging deep. We, we've got a short lineup, uh, you know, almost every night here. Uh, we're asking for different contributions from all kinds of different people, and you know guys are stepping up and giving them that, giving us that. I thought Lenny did a great job tonight coming in after being out for a month. Uh, gave us a real good game. That is the voice of Golden Knights head coach Pete DeBoer after his team wrapped up that three-game swing with their third straight win on the trip, five in a row overall. You heard him mention Lenny, Robin Leonard, who had missed Dan the previous dozen. He had missed ten with the injury, backed up the previous two uh, behind Logan Thompson. And, you know, last night the Golden Knights came out with a terrific start in that game in Vancouver, right? They, uh, I think I had it at 10-1 to 1, maybe the shots uh, for the Golden Knights early, build a 2 nothing lead, but... You know, he also, and I asked Shane, and I'm not sure if it's, he hasn't played in close to a month. He comes out in the first 10, 12 minutes. He doesn't really have much to do, but the chances he faced, right, J.T. Miller point blank, Besser had a chance Big in front. Big save. Patterson had a chance. Like, all of a sudden he's thrust right into it after, I said, it was a walk in the park for the first half right. of the first period. The only one that he, he didn't look quite right was on the Pod Coles and Wraparound try where right. he committed to his right. And McNabb comes over, gets his stick as Pod Colson tries to wrap it around the right post. That was the one where maybe Robin wasn't quite where he'd like him to be. But as you said, I mean, the the, the quality saves that he made were, were were some of them were highlight saves there. Yeah, the shorthanded breakaway Horvat yeah. had. Um, yeah, he was. And then overtime, obviously. And then OT yeah. with uh, all of a sudden you get Bo Horvat uh, with a chance to to win the game. So, yeah, you, you know, you, you look at their goaltending situation, Dan, and we don't know the deal with with uh, Lauren Brossois, right? He hasn't played here in a little bit. Um, you know, one of the eight regulars that the Golden Knights have out of their lineup. 
Um, you cannot say enough about the goaltending Logan Thompson has given them. He had started the previous eight before last night. When they look, they really needed some stability in that position. With everything else that the team was going through, then all of a sudden they have not one but both goaltenders out, and they've got their tandem is Logan Thompson and Yuri Patera. Um, but they were able to find ways, and, and you know, especially somebody like Thompson, and we all know his story and just uh, what a great story it is from East Coast League and playing um, at Brock University to all of a sudden in the heart of a push to the playoffs – he emerges as a guy that delivered in, in a crucial time in the season for them. It's not the way that they drew it up, but you think about the times last year that Logan dressed. So he dressed seven times. Once was February, and he actually played. Right. right. He made his debut, uh, and that was in Minnesota. It was March, excuse me. He dressed in February once, but then played in, in March, played just about eight minutes. But, uh, yeah, th- then a couple of times he also dressed against the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. So you think about just being around the team, even though he wasn't um, you know, playing a lot of minutes, just those eight minutes in relief last year, he still was around the team. And when I've asked people, coaches and players, about Logan Thompson, they've pointed that out, that he's been around the group. And that this year, though he didn't make an appearance until January and had that loss against Nashville, he has you know, found ways to get in and had gone back and forth to the American League, has that game in San Jose in late February. That's his first win. And and then this run of, as you said, Dave, starting eight straight, nine out of ten, and that kind of run of eight consecutive games started, that is uncommon, not just for Logan Thompson or any Golden Knight goalie this year, but Marc-Andre Fleury only started more than eight straight a couple of times in his night's career. Yeah. That is a significant run for a goalie. Yeah, no question. You know, it, it's um, it's funny, so I did a little chat with him. It's actually a week ago today for Nightlife, which yeah. I think is going to air this week. But just to kind of give you a little bit of it, and I think we've talked about this. The So he plays, uh, Logan Thompson plays for Kelly McCrimmon and Brandon in the Western League. And, um, you know, he gets to the end of his junior career, didn't really have any offers. That's why he ends up going to play at university in, in St. Catharines, Ontario at Brock. So, you know, he has this conversation on the phone with Kelly McCrimmon about, you know, his playing future. And Kelly basically says, you know, I don't. I don't know, uh, Logan, if the pro game is going to be in your in the, in the cards for you. And uh, he ends the conversation, I guess, with, look, if you sign an NHL contract, I'll buy you a case of beer. So they <laughs> leave it at that. And fast forward the time. Well, he, he signs an NHL contract with the team that Kelly McCrimmon's running. So I asked him in the interview the other day. I said, I, I prefaced, you know, I gave it the whole preamble that I just gave you. I said, so my question is, have you received the case of beer yet? He goes, no, I'm too afraid to ask him for it. <laughs> Is the GM listening now? I don't know, but uh, yeah, get him, you know, get him a nice uh, a case of something. But yeah, yeah. maybe a keg. Maybe, yeah, exactly. He's, he's gone here. But yeah, it's uh, what a story, and yeah, he's he's been able to, you know, before last night. Uh, so the four wins in a row uh, before last night, now five, but he had allowed seven goals in the four wins, and four of those came in the game against Chicago. So. First shutout in Seattle last Wednesday. Carries a shutout in the third period uh, Friday in Seattle. It was over 120 minutes yeah. worth of shutout time. Yep, and then um, and then obviously the you know the Golden Knights win it with a couple of empty netters, five to two. But uh, yeah, just uh, crucial at this time of the season. He's been able to step up. And what do you think, Dave? Because all right, Leonard's back. Thompson is the backup for Leonard yesterday. I wonder what 
this all means in, in I don't want to say the big picture, but in the, the medium picture, not the next game necessarily, but 11 games to go here. What does this mean for the Knights goaltending situation that Logan has not only played these eight straight, nine out of ten as a starter, but has won as, as many and has been so successful? I think to, to a degree, Dan, you'd have to wonder, would they want to get Leonard back into some sort of a rhythm, right? He's only played one game in a month, you know. So my, my feeling was, or is, you play him again tomorrow. I, I'm Play him again Wednesday, right, against Vancouver. Um, and maybe Saturday you come back with Thompson because you don't want him to sit, right, for too long either. Um, you don't know where Brossois fits in this equation. You know, we don't we don't know injury, if it you know if he's going to be able to come back and play at all. March 15th was his last game. Yeah, so we're three weeks down the road from that, right? Um, so my, my thought would be get Leonard another game on Wednesday. Then, you know, get, get Thompson back in there. You don't want him out too long. And then, you know, maybe and – then, and then they're back into this every other day thing again, right, on the road trip. There's the one back-to-back left in the season, right. Dallas-Chicago on the road. Right. So I think you know now you can rely on both guys. I think you should feel that, right, like Thompson, because that was kind of the unknown. Is, all right, Thompson's done it in the American League, but, you know, he's never had a run in the NHL with the exception of this one. Um how do you see it? How would you dole it out over the next little while? The, the X factor is Robin Leonard's health. Right. And there's this odd progression with Brossois. I should say with Brossois, it was a regression where he was good enough to back up but not good enough to start, and then it regressed to the point where he couldn't even back up, and that's why he's not dressing at all. Leonard's the other way around where he was unavailable, then he got better not quite good enough to start, but good enough that he could play as, and dress as a backup. And now you would imagine here that this all means percentage-wise that he's, you know, from I'm making it up, but 70%, 80%, 90%. How did he come out of last night's game? We don't know that. Uh, you know, presu- all signs were that he, he came out great coming back from that uh, 12-game break without starting a game so that to me is is the question how does robin respond as we mentioned as you just went through that the days in between games it it makes it a a little easier for robin to recover you would think we don't know the the injury side of it to me that's the x factor but if robin is good to go like if if the health is there and it's consistent and there there's no you know I'm, i'm sore now or something whatever if none of that is there i mean he's got to be the guy yeah he's got to be yeah you'd run him You'd run them Wednesday, so. Friday, as, then the as road trip. As long as there's yep. there's no health concern, if he's good, that's that's why he's here. Because yeah, that's the other side of that theory is if if you're going to make it or not make it, you want to make it or not make it with your best players. Yeah. and your best goal. Yeah, can, can you imagine if you know there's trying to get Logan a, a game in there and it doesn't go well, and then you're thinking, well, how come we're not putting out our number one guy who we signed to a five year contract? And again, that's all contingent upon Robin being at the, the level of health that they, that he has that he was for last game. Yeah, you know, and the results, unfortunately, with uh, with Brossois, just they haven't been there, right? right. He's lost uh, seven of his last eight starts. Yeah, I, I think from that point of view, it, yeah. it's it's Leonard and Thompson that's down it. the stretch. I think that's got to be right? yeah. they, they can't afford to be, yeah. um, you know, splitting hairs much with this at nope. this point in the season, nope. to say the least. So, yeah, a lot, um, you know, a lot still to be determined with this team into the final three weeks of the regular season, three-plus weeks, I guess. But um, still very much in the thick of the playoff race. 
in the West. Nighttime at noon with uh, Dave and Dan with you on this Monday. A reminder for you that uh, you can also uh, always check out the spectacular Hotel California in Santa Barbara, California. It is the newest Exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. Experience an extraordinary stay in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society Tasting Room. And treat yourself to an unparalleled massage at uh, Majorelle, the Macarenian-inspired spa. All in the heart of the American Riviera. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel Californian is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Hotel Californian. And Santa Barbara's is Santa Barbara's premier urban destination. Check it out at hotelcalifornia.com to book your stay today. All right, one more segment to go. We're going to uh, hone in a little bit more on the Golden Knights. We also want to broaden it out a bit, take a look around the NHL, uh, some news and notes from around the league, teams the Golden Knights are in this battle with for a playoff spot. Um, we'll take a look at that after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. All right, Dave Gosher, Dan Duva with you. One final segment here on nighttime at noon. You made the comment off the air, Dan, but look, I'm with you. Um, We have not been to the Hotel California. I had that read before our last break. Mm -hmm. Um, We could take this show on the road occasionally. That's occasionally, my yeah, yes. that's a great idea. Maybe once a month. We could set up a studio like this, right? We, we do oh shows gosh. on the road all the time. Sure. Cross-promote. Why not? Why not yep. that, right, that, right at the end of the Foley tasting room. That's right. That's where I would like it to be. We could enjoy a tasting. That's Probably not while we're on the air. No, but, but, but immediately off right. <laughs> the air, we would, we would do that. Yeah. Give so our, yeah. I haven't been to Santa Barbara in a long time. I haven't been in a few years. Yeah, yeah. that's a great spot. Well, I want to say I went there, all-star break, well... Might have been well. I'm trying to think now, pre-COVID, so maybe maybe in nineteen, I think twenty nineteen. Oh well, it's been longer it's been a few, yeah, for it's me. Been a few. I remember going in college. Yeah, yeah I had yeah, a friend yeah. on the baseball team there. Isla Vista is uh, is where the, you know, the excitement is for the college kids there. Good time as yeah, well. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Good time had by Flashbacks all. Flashbacks all of a sudden. That's right. That's right. Well, the Golden Knights. Couple of games this week. The Vancouver Canucks here again on Wednesday. Arizona Coyotes. On uh, Friday, we'll take a peek here. So the Golden Knights right now uh, in the wild card spot, number two, two card spot, tied with Nashville. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for the tiebreakers, it's mm. different now, right? Yes. It's, it's wins in regulation. Right. Regulation wins. Regulation, not regulation and overtime wins. Used to be that. Right. Not anymore. So if you go on, I'm looking at the NHL media site, but I think NHL.com has it mm-hmm. as well. If and look, there's a chance it could come to this down the road. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's going. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's what I'm staring at. Yeah, NHL uh, has it up there. Regulation. So that column of RW regulation wins right now. The Golden Knights with uh, 35, Predators with 37. I'm sorry, 31 and 32. Regulation and or overtime is now the second tiebreaker. If it gets to that, um, the Golden Knights last night uh, on that Shea Theodore goal that was their fourth overtime win of the year. He has two. Evgeny Dodonov has two. So mm-hmm. uh, Knights are four and three in overtime, and um, then you know then there's the shootout side of it. The shootouts they're four and one, right? Right, which wouldn't it doesn't really it doesn't help factor in any of this. No, it gets your points. Stuff down but the doesn't road, help right? being the tiebreakers. No. no. Um, speaking of Arizona. 
Wish uh, Clayton Keller well. Kind of mm. fluky fall into the yeah. end boards the other yeah. night. Broke his leg. Um, very but, positive tweet that he sent out. Yeah. Very encouraged. Appreciates the support. Getting yeah. ready for next year. Surgery and um, next next game he'll be playing will be at over the new rink at Arizona State. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of college <laughs> towns, right. did a one and done at Boston University. You could go over there and continue the college experience. Tempe, over, Cal- well, it's over at Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. Over that's, Arizona, that's Arizona the place to be, yeah. yeah. Um, about Leon Dreisaitl last night uh, gets a 50 goals and 100 points uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. They've tell you that you know they they make the coaching change, say goodbye to Dave Tippett, welcome in Jay Woodcroft, and they've been you know they've won four in a row, but they've they've been consistently better you know since that coaching change. I always wonder about the Smith Koskinen goaltending tandem. Can they outscore their problems? They, I don't know if they perceive it's a problem in that. It seems to others me <laughs> that it is yeah. but uh dry gets to 50 and he's chasing um austin matthews in the race for the rocket richard and one of the interesting things after the coaching change was how the stars minutes came down yeah. and we hear it all the time with the golden knights the value of rolling four lines and we've just discussed on the show with the result of defensemen coming back how that allows everybody to focus on one thing or the next I can only imagine what it's like for Connor McDavid to know that pretty much whenever he's caught his breath, he's going back out on the ice. And now, the way it's been tweaked a little bit, that there seems to not be quite as much on his shoulders so that when he does go out there, now it's not about just getting through a shift. It's about maximizing that shift. I don't know. We're not there. and We'll see them in person in uh, in a week or two. But I wonder how much of the turnaround is the result of that or, or if it's something else, like with Vancouver, we heard all about how the forecheck under Boudreaux, that's been a big reason for their turnaround. I, I wonder what uh, what they would, the season's not over yet, I wonder what they might point to in Edmonton as among the chief reasons for that. Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, they're a team that not making the playoffs for them this year just is not, Ooh, yeah. cannot be an Ooh. option. I mean, if you're, a, if you're a member of that fan base, uh, your patience is more than worn thin like it's got to be it's worn out with with their lack of doing much in the playoffs here over the last um well really since they went to the cup final right lost back in 06 that's how long ago it was to carolina so um dallas stars they lose last night uh, as we mentioned in seattle they're just a point back of the golden knights with three in hand you mentioned dan how it's you know they've reduced the you know mcdavid and dry side they're trying to make it less taxing on them in Dallas, they've seen like Sagan and Ben. They they wanted you know they were carrying the load for so many years. Joe Pavelski, ageless wonder, leads the team in points. Contract right? extension. New contract extension. Jason Peterson's had a great year with thirty two goals. Rope hints. It's kind of it's it's hints Robertson and the the older guy Pavelski <laughs> that they've really um, really leaned on this year. They haven't had Miro Haskin in right out with mononucleosis. Um, but you know, it's it, 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 Anton Hudobin done. Braden Holtby's kind of like it's Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop done, and they've been able to and, and get off. It was they could never get any traction this year. You'd read the comments from Rick Bonus after some of their games. He was ready to lose his mind. Mm. Um, I guess he's not losing it as much anymore because they made a strong <laughs> push. But you know, and again, I'll come back to that game. The, the game in Dallas, uh, next to last game of the regular season for Vegas. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Chicago, Dallas, well, St. Louis. I, yeah, it's, I think it's, yeah. Chicago, Dallas, Dallas, Chicago, St. Louis. Dallas, so it's second to last game of the year. Yeah. It, who knows? It, it, it could come. I hope it doesn't. I hope it's decided by then. Well, that would make it exciting. But though. it would be as exciting <laughs> as all hell. If, uh, That'd be great. If that happened. All right. Well, our thanks to Floyd here, Sarah, 
Lauren, uh, Jared back in the studio. Um, two play two play by play guys. Yap it away. It just flies. Podcast by. tomorrow, Dave. Podcast tomorrow. SLGND. We're going to tape it after practice. Braden McNabb going to be our guest. Recently back in the lineup. Recently signed a contract extension. Great reminder, Dan. And uh, we'll have that out. I would imagine at some point late tomorrow. Yeah. After. That's a, you're you're in charge of all that. <laughs> add <laughs> that right button. Add that to your list of duties. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune at uh, Insider Show. Millard, Wallace, Chapman, 4 to 6, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.